What the heck is going on here? Uh, sorry, I'm just acting like an ass. Uh, welcome to the Taz Show. I'm that guy, Taz. That's me. Hello, what's up? Thank you for downloading this episode. Maybe you're subscribing to the Taz Show. You've been subscribed for a long time. If you're one of those, I mean, geez, millions or millions of people, you are a genius, ma'am or sir. That I will tell you. Uh, love you guys, love everybody You know that, I love everybody in the world, I'm all about the love That's my gimmick, but anyway, so thank you for downloading Or if you're subscribed, maybe you're listening to the show Through, I don't know Radio.com on their app Or the website, or maybe on Apple Podcast Stitcher Maybe Spotify uh, Other spots that you maybe grab your Your podcast uh, It's a beautiful thing, whatever you're doing Episode 701 coming right at you, straight at you And we're going to do a little Taz haul So, uh, interesting Um, By the way, there is a uh, Monday Night Raw and The live Smackdown will both be This week, I don't know when you listen To this, but this is the uh, Week of September 9th, uh, 2019 So maybe you listen to this in The year 2025 I don't know if you listen to a podcast that's Five years old, an episode uh, Well, you probably got to get yourself a life, but I digress So uh, The deal is the garden, Madison Square Garden World's most famous, arena uh, In New York, right here In New York Um, They're doing a Raw, doing a Smackdown, so it's a big deal and all that stuff Some people are tweeting me, I got some of these uh, Other reporter jobbers uh, From the sports world That'll like, oh, watch the biggest moment at the garden for wrestling And they just, they don't understand that your boy right here uh, The pop I got on my debut, Royal Rumble 2000 Let's be honest, I humbly say the best pop ever Not just at the garden, ever in the world That that might be a little bit of an exaggeration I kid, Um, yeah, no So yeah, I had some people tweeting And so uh, we put up a little Video from WWE actually from their website I think it was of my debut And it's nice they have this video on there like I don't know if it's through YouTube or what it is um, And they monetize it which is great there's ads on there so it's nice that they could just ignore me and not invite me to the garden For any of these shows but yet let's exploit and push the shit out of his debut from 19 years ago and monetize it ah nice well done that's nice appreciate that it never ends All right, so uh, you know how this works here? It's a task all Three, two, one, it's all about you, not me Here we go Individuals It is I, Bowami And welcome To the Taz Hall Let your voices Be heard Okay, yes Thank you, Bowami, you jobber Yes, so here we go Uh, Well, right out of the box uh, Look who it is, the one and only Chan Man himself Chan Man comes out with a question right away What are your thoughts on AEW saying They will not have clear Madoffs Or Happy Jacks on their show Thanks, hashtag shorter question Jones Good job on that Chan Man It's only took you, take me, I don't know, a year To get the shorter uh, questions (laughs) I kid, I'm joking my man, you know that, I love you Madoffs and Happy Jacks So basically what Chan Man means is 
heels of baby heels and baby faces that they will not have a clear-cut heels and baby faces that's what he's saying for those of you guys who don't understand the uh the gimmick from markology which is a language that uh, you know uh, i created for you the fans that some people still hang on to so what are my thoughts on uh aew saying they will not have clear heels and baby faces on their show thanks so Ah, man, I don't know, Chan. I'm a little on the fence on this. You know, I I believe there should be gray in a lot of characters, but I believe in, in white and black, you know, like heels, baby faces. I believe in that. Maybe that's the old school wrestler in me. I do believe in that. I think that if you're not, not going to have clear cut, it's got to be – people got to – I know it's old school to have good guys and bad guys, but I believe that that's important. People suspend their, you know, what they believe when they watch wrestling and it's like a movie it's like um whatever a sitcom they know they know it's it's a it's it's a planned scripted more or less show the scripted when i say like the meaning the the plot of the of the show whatever you're watching and then uh, um the the thread throughout the tv show or what have you talking about wrestling so okay i i think you need just like in the movies you need you have good guys and bad guys and i think it's important I think AEW will will figure that all out as they evolve. I do believe that. I think maybe maybe they'll back off that a little bit as they're going. <clears throat> it's also you can get a good gauge on who's drawing, who's not when you have more of a you know firm heel and or baby face. People need to attach onto someone. People love to boo someone. So if you're not sure on that, it's a little funky. You know, that, that's one of the things. And we've seen this before in the business for years. I mean, all the way back in ECW, even before ECW, like when well, I'm just saying ECW because when I was in ECW, you know, I mean, I, I was a big baby face at one point and I was doing shit that was total heel stuff, but people loved it. The first one I saw do that, I'm sure there were guys before him, was Randy the Macho Man Savage, the late great Randy Savage. He was a heel and people loved him. Like they started to like, rapidly, he came in as a heel and then the stuff with Elizabeth and, and then he just... Because they could, they respected his work rate. He was so fucking good in the ring that no matter what he did, they loved him. So I mean, and I do think AEW has a ton of really good workers on that lineup, really talented athletes on that lineup. The males, the females, it don't matter. They're good, and so maybe they'll make it work if they want to have everyone be have a little have some gray in them. And again, it's this has been done before. Um, I do think your top, like okay, Chris Jericho was their champion. Well, he's a heel. I mean, he's a full-blown heel. I mean, so it's like and Chris gets it. He's he's a heel. So I, I'm sure they'll figure it out as they go along. So thank you for the question, question Chan. B.Reese underscore 15. What advice could you give someone that wants to improve their speaking skills in front of large crowds? Belated congrats on the 700 episodes. Love you, man, from Fall River, MA. That's Massachusetts. All righty. So you want to get better at uh, speaking skills in front of a large crowd, maybe like at a family function, maybe like at a big family barbecue at a park in the middle of the fall, or maybe at a big banquet amongst all your coworkers. Hello, everyone. I'm so proud to be part of the company. I fucking love everyone. Maybe you want to do something like that. Probably not a good idea. So <laughs> I think for me, uh, the best way that I, the way I got good at it was Two, two ways, you know, and without pulling back the curtain too much with all my free fucking content here. The, the mirror is your best friend. Practice in front of a mirror. 
that's always a good way to learn how to speak better as far as cutting a promo or just learning how to speak. That, that might not help you as much um, in front of a large audience. That's going to have to be your nerves. You got to just not have butterflies, or you can have some butterflies, just kind of chill and relax and breathe before you go out there. And then the, um, the other way I would say is practice in the car when you're by yourself with the windows up and you're driving. You know, so when I was doing that back in the day, people were thinking, this fucking guy's a maniac in his car. Look at this guy talking to himself. Now, everyone's got Bluetooth Jones, right? So they don't know if you're on the phone. You're fucking cutting a promo on the phone. Oh, you mean what? You're cutting a promo to all your coworkers, you know, Fall River, Massachusetts. You know, really? So, you know, let's, uh, th- that, that's the best way to do it. Probably is just, like I said, mirror, get in, get in the car. Okay, practice it with nobody in the car, unless your significant other's in the car with you and he, you know, that person thinks you're just fucking crazy, maybe, and you're, they're fine with you cutting a promo. Um, the thing is, though, uh, at last, the third one. I said two re- ways. I'll give you the third. When you do get in front of this big, massive group of people, uh, you got to believe in what you're saying. That's key, very key. And just find a, 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 a point, a focal point to look at. Don't, don't just lock in on that one thing, but you're making eye contact really with no one. Look past everyone that's in front of you. So if there's four rows of people, pretend there's six rows. Look in the sixth row. Look past everyone. Sounds weird, but it's... Okay. That'll be uh, $650. Thank you, sir. That is your fee for promo cutting school. Okay? I'm sure you can learn that in the Performance Center down in Florida. Okay. Pally Fox 35 are you a fan of Stone Cold facilitating the championship signing on Raw? He's talking about at the Garden. Uh, if not, how would you book the segment? Hashtag free lunch, hashtag verify Tazzy tags Instagram. Well done. Okay, I am not going to tell you how I would book it. I'm not. I'm giving them way too much free stuff, and I'm not doing it anymore. I'm, I'm not going to do as much as possible as long as I don't, you know. So that I'm not going to tell you how I would book it. Um, I have no problem with them having Steve do what he's doing. They just want them on a the show. They're trying to get asses in the seats at the garden. That's what they're trying to do. So, you know, they're just trying to find something to put them in there, and I guess they'll figure out the creative uh, when they're when they're working out the segment early in the day. So I, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, uh, it's fine. I mean, it, it, it gives the rub to, to the other guys, and, you know, Steve's a big star, Austin, obviously. So, uh, you know, he's multiple-time champion, so why wouldn't he? He's so credible. You know, he's a big name, and he's going to help put asses in seats, obviously, in the garden. So, um, you know, I'm fine. I, I mean, I, I know I saw something like this last week with them, with, with a contract signing, but they're going to try and do the, I guess, the times two by having Austin there, and I guess this was an appetizer last week. Okay. Jesse underscore Nuya. Are the Samoans as tough as portrayed backstage or at bars? Any stories of Haku or Omaga at bars? Uh, love the pod. Hashtag free breakfast morning time. Hashtag Uso Jones. Nice. Uh, okay, well. Jesse, I'll tell you, I've, I'm proud to say I've been friends, friends with many uh, Samoans throughout the industry. I've met all my years, become friends with so many uh, Samoan wrestlers. Um, I understand their reputation. Um, I believe it. Can I give you a full-blown story that I've seen? No. But I never looked at them, any of the Samoan wrestlers, like, oh, my God, they're tough guys. I looked at them as just great guys, so every one of them. You know, no matter who it was um, that that I've met over the years uh, uh, from Alpha, you know, uh, uh, years ago, and and Alpha, you know, with his school in Pennsylvania, I used to see him many years ago, early years, and a lot of his students coming out of there, um, and Big Sam, you know, Samu, and and uh, and obviously Rikishi, 
uh, I love these guys, man. Uh, Haku, I love. I love Haku, and 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 he's a sweetheart of a guy. It was so nice to spend a few minutes. I saw Haku and Rikishi in Las Vegas that Starcast a few months back. It was awesome to see those guys. Um, so Samoa Joe, obviously, uh, you know, just uh, uh, you know, I love Joe. I mean, it's just been so many um, Samoan wrestlers. So I, I I do believe their reputation. That they're mostly all pretty tough dudes, no doubt about it. But I got to be honest, I do, do think that I, I've said this a lot. The bulk of pro wrestlers in general are very tough guys. I mean, uh, and girls, because you know, I, not to get off on the tan- going for tangent, but it's it's part of the deal, man. It's it's what you're doing. You're, you're in the ring getting. You're a stunt man, basically. <laughs> and most stunt men or stunt people are pretty fucking tough because it's. To me, toughness is, and I've talked about this in the past, toughness is how much pain, <clears throat> how much pain can you take? Toughness to me doesn't mean he, you can kick someone's ass. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean toughness to me. Toughness means is your pain tolerance and your your fortitude and how much you could take. And that's the bulk of the the physicality of the pro wrestler's job to earn a living is to take have pain. Um, it's very tough to to injure or you hurt a pro wrestler, you know, in, in a fight in a shoot. I'm just telling you, like it's hard. <laughs> so you're trained at this. Your body builds up a callus. You you your pain pain tolerance goes up. You know. So uh, anyway, uh, hope, hopefully I answered your question. I don't, I don't. I probably didn't give you what you were looking for, um, but I gave you the best I could. And uh, anyway, by the way, guys, also on the on the IG, uh, the team is saying when you guys submit a question once the post comes up that we're doing the Taz Hall, you got to really make sure you don't. You know, just it's one question. Please don't hit us with a full paragraph in that question. Be succinct. There's a lot of people want to get their shit in here, and you know, it just if you whoever that may be, if someone is submitting too many questions, it's just they're not going to get answered, and it's just you're wasting your time. It's just basically, you know, that's just basically what's going to happen. You know what I mean? And by the way, side note, unlike like uh, the NFL Week One, total non-topic here, but it's, it's I'll tell you. Like, I didn't waste my time. For all those football fans out there, I want to tell you, happy uh, week one that we just had. It was awesome. It really was awesome. So I didn't waste my time. I watched so many games, and I had a blast. And uh, and I'll tell you how I did it. I'm going to tell you how you could do it. It's, and look, you know it's September right now. So you know what that means? The NFL is NFL is on CBS and it's back Okay, stream your local game Live every Sunday with CBS All Access available across all your Favorite devices, go to cbs.com Slash Taz Show To get a free one week Trial of CBS All Access Again, listen to what I just said cbs.com Slash T-A-Z-S-H-O-W Taz Show And you get one week One week Free, okay, uh, trial of CBS All Access. Free one-week trial of CBS All Access. Dude, and the CBS All Access is great. I'm telling you, I have it for a while, and it is awesome. Uh, so you want to check out the NFL on CBS and, and, and your games, uh, it tell you what, uh, stream your local games, like I said, live every Sunday. Make sure you jump on that, and I'll hook you up with a free week. How about that? Remember, just use Taz Show, uh, cbs.com slash Taz Show. You got that. Okay, here we go. We're continuing here. Ah, la la la. We often hear this is from KTV underscore six nineteen. We often hear the discussion on health insurance. However, should top WWE superstars be eligible for stock options? Much like top executives, this 
who would tie the talent's performance to the performance of the company. Uh, smart boy Jones right there. Hashtag RTG, hashtag Waterbreak Jones. Uh, yeah, I agree, okay? Uh, truth be told, many years ago when WWE became a publicly traded company, my lawyer and agents, they tried to get me stock options. I struck out. I mean, um, I didn't have them. And people in the company had them, but most of the talent didn't. I don't know if any did. I, they, I could be wrong on that, but... The guys I spoke to back then, nobody did. Uh, I I think this would be great if they did this, but I don't, I don't see it happening because the, the, the talents are independent contractors. They're, they're not employees, you know what I mean? So that that's the that's the thing. It's an independent contractor. It's a weird thing as a wrestler in WWE. You know, you're 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 under contract, but you're you're an independent contractor. You know, but and you sign an exclusivity to the company, so it's kind of you know they they you know. You're kind of locked in there, yet you're not an employee. So you're paying for your own benefits and everything, and and your own. You know, there's no 401k. There's none of that. You know, so so. But yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Um, maybe some guys have that. I don't know. I, I could look into it, but I'm not sure. Sean Dot Noonan seventy five. What's your thoughts on the Rock and Roll Express still going uh, and wrestling in their sixties? Thanks for the time. Oh, I think it's great. I mean, uh, Ricky and Robin are fucking awesome. They, those guys are great. I know them a long time. They're sweethearts, both of them. And just, I mean, for those people, younger fans out there that have never seen the Rock and Roll Express like in their prime work, uh, just go find it. I'm sure it's on the WWE Network or YouTube. Those guys were just rock stars, literally rock stars. I mean, unbelievable. I mean, just big fan of those guys uh, as professional wrestlers and as people. They're really good people. I think it's great. They can keep going, and their bodies feel good. I saw those guys in Vegas, too. They fucking look great. They look great. You know, the energy's still there. They're unbelievable. Those guys are just timeless. It's it's tremendous. So I think it's awesome, really, seriously. I think it's great. Uh, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Redesign yourself. It's on Instagram, another guy here. In your opinion, should the WWE introduce a U.S. or intercontinental or completely new title for the women's division? Hashtag Taz over, hashtag 13, hashtag Orange and Black Jones, hashtag Waterbreak Jones, hashtag, no, it just says thanks, dude. I thought I was going to say hashtag thanks, dude. It would have been funny, right, if you do, like, all these hashtags, which are getting to the point where I think you people are ribbing me because you know I'm going to read the hashtag if you, if you make it through the rain, and then... I, I, then you just hit me with like a million fucking hashtags, and I'm starting to think I'm getting ripped, and I'm falling for a rip like a mark, straight Mark Jones. That's what it's like here. So, okay, should the uh, WWE introduce uh, for women a um, U.S. or Intercontinental title? I mean, hey, tough topic here because a lot of people feel WWE has too many champions. Okay, a while back I was saying I don't agree. I think that. If you can have a lot and you, that helps get people over, you have a plethora of programming, then go for it. You have NXT, you have SmackDown, you have Raw, you have NXT UK, you you know you have two hundred five. So if you could, and you have a women's division. So if you if you're gonna have that many shows, you should have that many champions. I get that. To your question, uh, is it getting too far if you have an IC title or US title? For the women's division ah, That's a tough one I mean let's be honest Like so right now uh, Nikki Cross Alexa Bliss Right they're the WWE Women's Tag Team Champions Um, um Actually a rhetorical question I mean do you feel like those tag team titles Are over 
Like, are they like well sought after right now? Did they, have the company pushed them those titles the, the right way, like crazy? Like crazy? Are they like 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 a a huge huge thing right now? They should be. In the short time they've been in existence, the talents that ha- that have that had them, I should say, uh, like Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, those, those girls did a great job with them. And and I, I just don't feel like they've done a great job in pushing those titles. I, I think they should have the, their own show, the women's division, and then you could then you could have an IC title, U.S. title, for sure. I mean, listen, it, it, this is not, and you know, I'm not saying you said this. This is not 19, you know, 45, 1950 here. I mean, and you know, this is this is, and we've seen the uprising of women in, in WWE, women in pro wrestling, for years now. So. Uh, some would say, well, look at if you're going to have a, a a male U.S. title or IC title, you should have a women's. And I'd say, yeah, you're probably not wrong. So I guess I'm talking myself into saying, yeah, you should have another title, I guess. I mean, right now, you know, there are, whew, man, if you, I'm trying to think, like, if, so, so let's see, you got Kofi Kingston, right? He's a WWE champ. You got Becky Lynch, she's the World Women's Champ. You got Seth Rollins, Universal Champ, as I record this, and he's won half of the tag, Raw Tag Champs. So that's, that's three champions. You got you got Nakamura as the IC Champ, that's four. Bailey, SmackDown Women's Champ, that's five. AJ Styles, six as the U.S. Champ. Then you got uh, Braun Strowman, part of the tag, so we'll put that as six. New Day SmackDown Tag Champs. Uh, who else we got? All Truth uh, changed all the time. He's a twenty-four-seven champ. Seven. You got Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, WWE Tag Champs, Drew Gulak, WWE Cruiserweight Champ. What else we got? Uh, I'm not even to NXT yet. I'm not even to NXT UK. NXT UK. You know, you, you, it's a lot. Velveteen Dream, NXT North American Champ. Right, Adam Cole obviously is the NXT Champ. Shayna Baszler, NXT Women's Champ. Uh, Undisputed Era is the NXT Tag Champs It's a lot It is a lot, but they got a lot of shows I said this in the past And on the UK side You know, uh, you got uh, Walters The WWE UK Champ I'm trying to remember who the Tag Champs Just happened, I watched Oh, uh, Flash Morgan, that's right and uh, Which is the, uh, um, Mark Andrews and so you got a lot of championships going on here, and 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 Kaylee Ray is the women's champ, NXT UK women's champ. It's a lot. It's definitely a lot. But again, like I said, not to be redundant, you have a lot of brands. So look, in a long-winded answer, redesign yourself, redesign self. I would say yes. What the hell? Have a women's IC champion. I guess. I mean, it's got a lot of talent, a lot of shows. <laughs> So they got they're they're massive right now. Um, all right, uh, what do we got here? Uh, all a lifetime of strength. Okay, this is this person's name on here. Was there ever uh, was there ever any thought to trying take two? Was there ever any thought to trying a more comedic side to your character? You obviously like the Jerky Boys, and you're pretty funny. Thanks. Um, could that have worked like when Taker started cracking wise jokes as the Mer- wise cracks as American badass? Yeah, it could have worked. I've done a little bit of that, you know, uh, during my run in ECW, and I think I was ECW champ. I've done some a little bit of you know funny stuff here and here backstage, little sarcastic stuff with the judge Jeff Jones, two of them in the trunk Jones over there in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida. We were doing that. I've done different stuff like that. 
I have, and it, it, we could have done more, to be honest. In WWE as a wrestler, forget it. It's not even a, it's a moot point because they just they didn't they didn't you know use me the right way, obviously, and everybody knows that as a wrestler in WWE. But in ECW, yeah, I think yeah we tried to do some. You know, Paul Heyman tried at times with me, and and I was cool with it. So we probably could have went a little further with it, to be honest. Truth be told, you know, I mean, but we didn't. But we probably could have. But you know, can't get everything perfectly right. Excuse me. You know what that means, right? It's time, kids. Get your water, bro. Water out. Water break out. That makes no sense. Get your water ready. You're pretty funny. Thanks. I'm trying. Ah, Straw Jones. Yeah, I'm using the straw. Mizu City. Mm. Oh man. You ever drink sometimes where it's so cold that like it's just fucking exhilarating in your esophagus? All right, Taz Show, we got more of this gimmick, Taz Hall, coming up. You people, it's all about you, not me. That's a lie. Be right back. We are back here on the Taz Show. All right, all right, all right. Everybody relax. So we got this guy here, John0328. He's saying of the wrestlers on the AEW roster, who can you see be a breakout star? All right, I got you covered here. No problem, amigos. Yes. Who do I see being a breakout star? Well, I'll tell you. Listen, I feel like. You know, they have a lot of talent that, you know, most of the mainstream audience is still not used to, which I think they'll get people used to them with their TV show, AEW, so, which we're on the cusp of having every week here, which is going to be a lot of fun on Wednesday nights for sure. Right out of the box, to me, a guy, I mean, now, I, I wouldn't call him, I guess Breakout, Breakout Star is fine, but he's already a star. Definitely his success in Japan and... um the push he's slowly he's been getting not slowly he's been getting with aw um so I, I he is a star so i don't want to say he's a breakout star but i do think i'll i'll ask your question answer your question a little bit different instead of saying breakout star i'll say like a you know a a really big star how about that like because i consider everybody on their roster is a star okay so i don't want to disrespect any of the men and women on their roster so i'll just say they're all stars which is not bullshit they are so they wouldn't be at the level and, and, and working for aw and having a, a good contract and making good money as a pro wrestler if they they weren't talented and and you know and most of the talent that's on there i've seen work and a lot of them i know personally and and know for many years so um you know the names of the guys that have been that that are veterans. You know, from obviously their champion in Chris Jericho, the Daniels to uh, Frankie Kazarian. You know, these guys are you know Cody Rhodes, obviously the Young Bucks. These guys are stars. You know, Dustin Rhodes works for them now. Um, stars. Uh, Jimmy Havoc's a veteran, has been around a long time. Star, obviously Moxley. You know, so they have a lot of good legitimate uh, guys that are you know. Um, that are obviously established for a lot of years and, and been successful, and several of them without the the help of WWE. So, which is pretty cool. So, the one guy right out of the box that I think of uh, to answer your question, John O three two eight, is Adam Page, Hangman Page. Uh, big fan of this guy. I've put him over many times here on my show. Um, I do think that he really uh, can be a mainstream big name for AW. Big name. 
got a great look. He's got a little bit of a throwback element to him, but yet new school with a little mix of old school. Very talented in the ring. Uh, good physique. Good, you know, good built. Uh, tremendous, tremendous talent. Um, he's a guy that I think could be a, a really big name for them. Um, right out of the box, that's that's one guy I'll tell you. Um, MJF, uh, I feel is just you know we've seen the success he's had. You know, with MLW for sure, and you know, and in the short time with what he's been with uh, AEW, um, this guy is just—he is one of the better promos you're going to find as these younger talents in this business today, in the wrestling business. He's the money; he can work in the ring too, and he put on some size. I saw him recently on an on a MLW TV, and he definitely got a little bigger. He looks great. I mean, so he always looks good. He's a good-looking kid. And he's got these a heel. Um, that's a guy. You saw, oh, you, somebody asked earlier here, and I was covering it. I don't remember the person's name, but about hey, AEW is going to have you know basically you know no clear-cut baby faces and heels. Well, I was chairman. Well, MJF is straight heel Jones, so he's not <laughs> he's not changing. I think MJF is a guy that could be breakout, not breakout, be a big name, mainstream superstar. Another guy is Orange Cassidy, and you know when I had uh, a comrade on uh, Comrade Thompson on, you know a while back before Starcats, I didn't know much about Orange Cassidy, I knew, but, and he smart me up to him, and then obviously now you know I've, I've seen enough of him. They got to be careful with him, though. He's got he's so unique. He is so unique that. He really can be just a huge star, uh, but the gimmick he does is very—I don't say controversial, but the hands in the pocket thing—it's just never been done before ever. So I—I I tip my cap to this cat, his creativity, being innovative. I respect the shit out of that. Um, they just got to make sure they book him right and do it right. But I think he's a guy that could be a massive star for sure. Um, who else? I mean, this is no knocking. Sammy Gravana is another Gravana. He's another really, really good young worker. Tremendous worker. Kip Sabe, another really good. They got a ton. Jungle Boy. They got a lot of really, really good talents mixed in with these bigger name stars like a, a Cody, like a Young Bucks, like a Kenny Omega. These guys are established. Dustin Rhodes. These are established stars. You know, so they got a good mix, and, and hopefully uh, things go well. Let's see how it goes. Renz seventeen. Who was the wrestler who made you feel the need to get to a TV or a monitor just uh, just so you could watch their match? So you you told me when I was wrestling. So shit, I, I I'd have to say I didn't do that with a lot of people. To be honest with you, um, in ECW it was definitely Sabu. Even when I wasn't in an angle with Sabu, Sabu in his prime was so innovative and so must-see TV and must-see monitor <laughs> that the, the boys were just clamoring around the, the, the monitor to watch him. I mean, he was unbelievable, you know, unbelievable, unbelievable, and he's still working, you know, so God bless him. But Sabu's a guy who, if I was lacing up my boots and I heard – you know, his music, I'd get up from the area I was in the locker room and find a monitor and, and watch, you know, and while I was getting ready for my match or let's say I was done working and he was on after me, I'd, I'd watch. You know what I mean? I'm just saying he was a guy that I had to watch. WWE, I can't think of uh, can't think of one. I mean, a lot. the bulk of my time with WWE, I was ringside anyway as a commentator, so I'm, I can't give you one there. Uh, TNA, again, I was a commentator for the bulk of it, but I thought TNA, anything X Division was fucking unbelievable. 
I mean, really, anything X Division was, I think that make you jump off your chair or couch or whatever to watch the X Division in its prime, you know, for TNA. It was tremendous. Danny Tazo, Tazzy Jones, I'm currently training under Dory Funk Jr. and was wondering what you think of Dory Jr. as well as his father, Dory Funk Sr. Well, Legends of the Game, um, I didn't know Dory uh, Jr. as much as I knew his brother Terry, Terry Funk. Uh, Terry, I, I knew for a long time in ECW and was, I considered a mentor to me. I, I respect that man and um, just great, great, great. Dory, same thing. The dad, senior, was amazing. You know, you, you're in the right spot. You're in the right spot, Danny. I mean, you're training one of the funks. I mean, you're in the fucking right spot, brother. You know, I mean, nothing but respect for the funk name. I mean, that's fucking legit. That That's just, that's legit. So, uh, not, you know, their work was different than today. Like Dory Jr., you know, working back in the day, methodical, slower, a little bit of a catch style. Like I, I did a podcast where he was going to catch wrestling because he, he'd tie in a knot, you know, if he wanted to. Terry could tie in a knot, too, and understood, understood how to grapple and, and stretch a guy. But he was more of a wild and crazy gimmick, you know. Um, big fan of the Funks, personally and professionally, no doubt. Nothing but respect for that name. Hutch in your house. Okay. Hey, Taz. As always, thanks for the free lunches. Uh, at what point, if at all, do you think WWE will see AEW as a threat? I think it will happen when slash if AEW posts consistently high ratings for at least three months. Thanks for what you do, bro. Oh, thank you. So uh, the ratings thing, uh, yeah, I think that would definitely... WWE would be like, all right, you got our attention, but quite frankly, they have WWE's attention already because WWE is signing people to contracts for a good amount of money to keep them from going there. So that shows you the attention right there. Um, f- towards, but I, I will say, and it's kind of like, it's not me talking about side of my mouth, but I will say that I don't feel WWE sweating AEW, but I do think they don't want to help AEW. So what I mean is, if they let a talent go or a talent wants to leave or a talent's not making enough money and they bump the, the guy or girl's money up a little bit to keep them from helping AEW, then so be it. But that doesn't mean they're sweating AEW. You know what I mean? Um, I hope that makes sense. It, my, in my brain, it makes sense. I get it. But I I, I think that, they, that AEW definitely has the attention of WWE. There's no doubt about that. And once we're seeing NXT and AEW doing the thing on Wednesday, you know, like I said in the past, it's it's here on the podcast. It's very difficult to even compare what they can do ratings wise because of the presence of WWE content wrestling on the USA Network for all these years. The audience is preconditioned to know. You you got to look past the hardcore wrestling, the fan, like the bulk of you guys that are listening to wrestling podcasts. I'm talking about the wrestling fan that doesn't even know there's wrestling podcasts. They don't care about wrestling internet sites. They don't care about social media with wrestling. You know, they're getting their daily dose of sports uh, on, on a podcast, or they're getting their daily sports of, you know, whatever, the NBA on 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 websites or whatever. And, but yet they want to watch wrestling on WWE. Well, they know USA has wrestling. So that's my point. The casual fan knows that's where they can get their wrestling. Where with Turner, with TNT, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta re-educate the audience. So that's why I'm saying it's very unfair, you know, to to compare the two on Wednesday nights. It's not a knock on AEW at all. I think AEW is gonna do really well. So and and I hope they do. I seriously hope they do. It's great for the industry. It's great for the business. 
thought underscore boy underscore dev. Taz is the pod father. Done. Hashtag RTG, hashtag 701. Look at this guy. Knows his stuff. Uh, exactly this is episode 701. No doubt about that. And great job right there. Thank you for the compliment. Every once in a while, it's nice to get someone with a little, little compliment like that. Uh, H. Bona, uh, how do you feel about the BB21 double eviction results? Thanks, P.S. You're still running the game. Well, thank you, H. Bona. Okay, so this person is speaking about Big Brother 21. So that's that's what this person is speaking of. Because, you know, this podcast, I will cover Big Brother, as many of you know. If you're newer to the show and you don't care about Big Brother, well, then sorry. It's not all about you. It's about someone like H. Bona. Um, look, at I feel the double eviction went perfect. I know for my wife and I, we were, like, happy that Christy's Gonski. And we were. We are, I should say. And Jess. We felt like Jess was really bringing nothing to the table. She, so Jessica getting eliminated and then, you know, uh, Christy. And, you know, the thing with the double eviction, it's a lot of fun, the double eviction, because it's, it's, it's like a whole week of Big Brother in one, you know, with the, with, the, with the veto and all that stuff, all in one. And it's really, you get a chance to play for the veto, but it's tough. It's a tough week, you know. And I got to tell you, Nicole has been clutch, man. I never thought I'd say it. That girl from, uh, from Long Island, man, uh, she, I don't think she lives that far. She's not for, far from where, where my big casa is. Okay, H. Bona? So, yeah, so the girl from Long Island, Nicole, she's doing pretty, pretty good. You know, her, her and Cliff, man, you know, they, Quiet Jones, they're doing a really good job. So coming down to nitty-gritty, what do we got, like five left, I think? Five people left. Tommy better watch his back. He's not in that four-person uh, group there. You know, with Mickey, uh, Cliff, Nicole, and uh, I'm drawing a blank. Holly. I almost forgot her name. Okay. What else we got here? La, 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 la. P underscore Laura 45. Uh, hey, Taz. Uh, with NXT coming to TV and being considered WWE's third brand, how do you think the company will handle the major pay-per-views? Good question. Will NXT TakeOver remain part of the event weekend, or do you think NXT talent will get booked on WrestleMania, SummerSlam, uh, Royal Rumble and Survivor Series. It's a great question, Paul, Loria. Uh, I will tell you, I think they'll keep it as a separate entity. I think the NXT TakeOver has been, and it's a great double bank, double, um, double whammy for WWE to make money, you know, where they're doing this huge event on Saturday, uh, TakeOver pay-per-view, and then doing another huge event, hypothetically, you know, SummerSlam on Sunday. You know, and they, they, it's a double banger, you know what I mean? So it's like, why would you why would you put them all together so i think it'll be separate and if they were thinking not they'll hear this and then they'll go that they'll do, you know they'll they'll go to way they'll hack me basically just steal my ideas so but no i i'm i'm joking i'm sure triple h is already locked in to to keep takeover separate from the other shows i think that's what they should do and i would be shocked if they didn't it just makes sense from a money perspective why would you get something that's another revenue stream you have something that's that's established as a steady revenue stream when you do these takeovers. Why would you get rid of it? Right or wrong? Why would you get rid of takeover? It's a steady revenue stream. It's there for you. Okay, now you're going to get rid of it and just, you know, you know, mold it into the Sunday pay-per-view if that's SummerSlam or Raw Rumble or Survivor Series or whatever. No, you got a steady revenue stream. Keep it there. The night before the, the, the Sunday. You do it on Saturday, then you do Sunday. It, it only makes sense. Uh, and fans love it too. So you got two events to go to if you're a huge WWE fan and you're not going to other, other shows that are in the area from other smaller companies. Sean, okay, whoa, whoa. Not Sean. Underscore Sean dot H15. Hey, Taz, quick question for you. 
when a wrestler botches an elimination at the Royal Rumble, does it make your job as a commentator harder? No, it doesn't. Actually, um, I like that, not just in a Royal Rumble, but in a regular match. If there's a screw-up spot, especially in a, you know, in a Royal Rumble, it's easy to, to fix because it's real. It's organic. So as the commentator, I felt like I could be more more natural, more organic because that wasn't supposed to go down like that, and, and I could make it feel legitimate because I'm not going to sit there and lie to you. You know, and and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with it, just like the talents rolling with in the ring when they mess up. So no, I don't think it makes it harder. Very good question, though, Sean. Very good question. I like that question. Speakerphone Joan underscore Jones. Speakerphone underscore Jones. You know this guy. It's our friend from Houston. Yes, Brian Gewertz. For those that don't know, Brian Gewertz was the Raw writer for many many years, and he was responsible for a zillion of those Rock the Rocks promos. He wrote just about most of them with Rock, and currently, uh, as for a lot of years now, has been working for the Rock's company, a uh, very, very close confidant and co, uh, co-worker, executive for the Rock. So Brian's a successful guy, and I consider Brian a good friend of mine. Brian, like me, is a New York Met and Buffalo Bill fan. How about that? So so uh, Brian and I talk about the Mets a lot. So let me see what you got here. Speaking of Jones says, Brian Gewertz claims you testified during the Edge and Christian uh, and his that you testified during Edge and Christian and his day in wrestlers court. <laughs> Can you share this story with the hashtag we over again, I believe, and give us some insight to your thoughts at the time. Hashtag sometimes you're the hammer. Hashtag sometimes you're the nail. Hashtag RTG. Hashtag verify Taz at Instagram. Okay, listen. I'm shocked Brian Gertz would say this publicly. Okay, I got to be honest with you. I am. Uh, I I actually did something rare because my team told me you put this out there, and so what happened was we came at you, Speakerphone Jones. Rare thing, uh, while we post questions for the people to give questions for the podcast here for the Taz Talk, Taz Hall, and we came back at you and said, "Where did BG say this? BG is my boy. That's Brian Gewertz." Speakerphone Jones, you said, Edge and Christian's podcast from November 2017, I listened to all your content that I'm almost three years behind anything else I'd listen to. Gotta have priorities. Hashtag RTG. I'm actually shocked, Speakerphone Jones, that you listen to anything else. I don't even, you know, I don't even know anything about those guys in their podcast. But, um, and then Speakerphone Jones, again, with another post here, he said, it, I want it to be clear if he was implying you testified for or against him. It, he said, it want clear if he was, I don't know what you're saying, Speakerphone Jones. You're fucking me up here. Anyway, listen, I did testify. I did testify in wrestler's court. Uh, yes, I did. I cannot say it's, it's confidentiality. That's amongst all the wrestlers that were in that room. Uh, during a time in WWF, Gewertz, not a wrestler, okay, but was allowed in there because he was on trial, okay? So it was, listen, for those that don't know wrestlers caught in, wrestling caught is or was, I don't know if they still do it. I'm not sure if they still do it. It was just so much fun. If you did something stupid backstage, uh, something that just didn't fly with the locker room, well, you were brought to wrestlers court. And it happened at either Raw or SmackDown in a private big room, and no one was allowed in there except the wrestlers. And you were you it was court. And you know, I so I'm 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 sworn to secrecy. I can't even get into details. Um, so yes, I did. And I have nothing against Brian. I love Brian, 
but he deserved to be testified. I had to testify against him. It's confidentiality. I, I cannot share that information. Come on. We used to have a lot of fun. That, that, that shit was always fun. Jordan Cody, 5652. Hey, Taz, this is my first Taz Hall. Well, congratulations, uh, Jordan. Jordan Cody. Somewhat new listener. All right, never heard that one. That's a new one. Uh, you have, or if you have already read, answered this question on a previous show, would you have liked to call the action for WrestleMania 25? I know I was bummed when I didn't hear you on the show. Thanks, man. Really enjoy your show. Well, first off, I appreciate that, what you're saying to me. Um, and, you know, and, and to hear you say you're a... Um, Sometimes listen to whatever you said. I thought that was pretty funny. Are you honest? You know, some people say, oh, that's all the time. That's all the time. Well, you know what? You're being honest. And that's fine. And and we'll never a- answer your question ever again because you you don't listen to me all the time. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, no, I the thing is, uh, what was that? Shawn Michaels Undertaker, I believe. I'm trying to think what the main event was for that one. I think that's what it was. It was uh, 09. That was probably the one in as I was getting ready to go to... Wait, I wasn't calling that. That wasn't that the one in Houston. I'm confused. I get mixed up with the numbers. I'm not really sure. I thought that was the one, like right before I left the company. But that was not in Houston. That was in Florida. That was at the Orange Bowl. And I don't remember the name of the pay per view. But that I left like right before that, and I didn't call that show that WrestleMania. But I don't know. I'm a little confused on so the first. This is the first here on the Taz Hall. First, where we have confusion. And and the host, me, Taz, can't answer the question. I'm a little perplexed. So you're going to have to come back down the road and come back at me with some kind of clarification. It's the, the, the WrestleMania that I didn't work right before I left um, was in Florida. Right? Florida. I'm saying I don't remember what show it was. It was WrestleMania. It was WrestleMania. <sighs> Was it Florida? Now, now I'm second guessing myself. With John Legend, you know, you guys know the singer John Legend. He played, he performed at a WrestleMania, and that was in Florida. And I was at that show, and I remember, uh, I felt like I, I'm thinking out loud. This is like a rare thing here on a Taz show where. My mind comes out. John Legend, I remember he did America the Beautiful. And that was sad. What WrestleMania was that? Hmm. Maybe 30, whatever that was, whatever the number was. And I remember I was there. I feel like that was my last WrestleMania as a commentator. Oh, man. I don't know. See, that's the thing. I, mean, I, I, I can't remember the dates. The, not the dates, the, the numbers on them. It just gets confusing. But it, I remember that was so maybe the maybe you maybe you're saying twenty five, because that was Houston and maybe that's the one that I wasn't at. Well, obviously it didn't affect me that much if I can't even remember it. So I guess it did answer your question. Thank you. Okay, big underscore Sheffy. First of all, I love the podcast. I'm a big fan. Other than you, uh, who were the guys who had the best suplexes? Hashtag RTG, hashtag Tazplex Jones. Okay, listen, you put Tazplex Jones. I appreciate that's well done, except you added another Z. One Z. WWE will send you a cease and desist. You cannot do that. They own T-A-Z-Z. Okay, so let's make sure we handle that in the future. Okay, sir, big shefty. As long as we know the deal. Look at, um, to me, like, you know, what are the OGs of suplexing in, in modern day history? Modern day history is the Iron Sheik. 
Shiki, uh, he was he did some did a beautiful gut wrench and just different throws and stuff like that when he was in his prime. Um, definitely, I thought Sheik was one of those guys. I've talked about this many times in the past, but you're newer, maybe. Uh, Hirohase, a guy, a tremendous talent wrestler in Japan from Japan. He was a tremendous suplexer, also uh, probably the best Northern Lights. Well, I thought my Northern Lights really. Really was That's ah, very fucking cocky but I don't care It was oh, just about perfection When I stick my bridge the right way Hirohase, you know, awesome Northern Lights, awesome suplexes High collar throws, T-bones, everything mm. uh, Steiner Brothers Always had really good suplexes for sure Respect uh, to the Steiners um, Gary Albright Was no longer with us, wrestled in Japan Had a lot of success, wrestled for University of Nebraska uh, Very good suplexer Big man, big big man. Uh, I'm trying to think who. I mean, those are some of the some of the names. You know, uh, I'm probably missing a couple here and there, but I, I've I've mentioned these these type of athletes these athletes in the past. Uh, Evil Sir two forty seven uh, opinion on the ref getting beaten down by the wrestler in the UK. Hashtag Waterbreak Jones. Hashtag RTG. Instagram. Would you please verify this man? Okay. Ah. I don't know the story you're talking about. So now we have two history-making moments. Well, I answered the other one about the WrestleMania. I said it didn't have an effect on me. I don't know what wrestler got beat. I don't know what referee got beat up in the UK. I'm not sure. It's just a WWE. Maybe I missed a story. I mean, I'm, it's the NFL season, so I'm <laughs> um, with my radio show. I'm knee deep into wrestle uh, into football, so I probably missed the story. To be frank, so I apologize to all the listeners. Please don't hate me. I don't suck. Well, maybe in this moment I do, but I'm going to move on. I'll make it proud right now. Hedge 1023 First time, long time, there it is uh, Who's the strongest guy you ever worked with Maybe a shocker Besides the Mark Henry of the world Hashtag ding Wow, look at this guy with a Hashtag ding Oh man, oh, that's nice Hashtag ding, ding I'm going to do ding, I can't even say it Ding, ding uh, hashtag uh, RIP sound effects store. Oh, no, no, that's not true. Hashtag RTG. Sound effects store is not dead. You got to listen to Taz and the Moose you, you, uh, on CBS Sports Radio uh, or, or radio.com. You can download or Apple Podcasts. Fucking sound effects store is there. I promise you that. They're open right beneath us. It's there. Sound effects store is not dead. Why would you say something like that? That's not nice. It's like, well, you know, that's not. I, I understand you're joking, but it's like, it's, it's not true. It's not factually correct, sir. It's not, you know, incorrect Jones. I mean, that's what that is. Straight up incorrect Jones. You haven't been keeping up with the Joneses. How do you explain what the Jones is? I'm Content Jones. I'm not lefty. I'm Roddy Jones. You're being high road Jones here. Look, all trivia Jones. Even Stephen Jones. Back-to-back Jones just to play flip side Jones. I have a little sidebar Jones. People are just jonesing like crazy. It's full throttle Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. The Taz Show. All right, there you go, a little Jones montage. So uh, what do we got here? What do we got here? Gator underscore Churiz. Okay. Taz, who do you think is going to win favorite house guest? Uh, between Nicole and Cliff. This is what this person said, a little Big Brother stuff here. I would say Cliff. I think that Cliff is, look, he's the oldest guy in the house. No one expected him to be in there this late. He didn't expect to be in this late, and he is. He's down to Final Five. It's amazing what he's done. Maybe five or four. I didn't see Sunday's episode if it had. I don't know where we are on that. But anyway, um, yeah, I would say Cliff is going to win it. He's got a likability about him. He's, he's, he's savvy, but he's got a likability, like sorry, Sap Jones type thing, you know? I say he wins the favorite house guest. 
So uh, the underscore P dot A dot uh, underscore show. Who has more pressure to succeed, McMahon with XFL or Khan slash Rhodes with AEW? I, I would say it's a good question. I would say McMahon with XFL because he failed once at it years ago in, in the early 2000s. He failed once with it and cost the millions and NBC millions. So I would say Vince McMahon with the XFL. Uh, and also because the AAF, the other league that came in last year, they this past season, they failed. That's trying to do what Vince is trying to do. So there's even more pressure because of that. Uh, so anyway, so I would say there's more on Vince than than and Com with AEW. Com with a, Tony Com with AEW. Listen, he's a passionate wrestling fan uh, from from a lot with a lot of wealth and a lot of desire and passion to 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 kiss kick ass and and start his own wrestling promotion. That that's what he is. So and there's pressure on him for sure. But I mean, I, I you know, I think there's definitely more pressure on McMahon with the XFL. Uh, Billy Saunders underscore, when you came up with Here Comes the Pain and other phrases like hardest part of the ring, did you have to get the green light before saying it? Hashtag RTG, hashtag over in England. Uh, nice. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, Here Comes the Pain, I did not with Brock Lesnar. It just, it fit. I started doing it on my own. I was, you know, trying to get different little things to get guys over. And then Brock loved it, Vince loved it, and it just stuck. Hardest part of the ring, I was just, you know, I came up with it because I just thought it was a good descriptive to, to to respect the ring and how to sell the injuries that guys can get and girls can get in the ring. There's a lot of stuff, guys. The lines I said as a commentator that I used to use, um, spine first. I think I was the first one to do that. Joint manipulation, no one was doing that. No one's saying that. I was doing that. Uh, explaining the the... the the physics of a suplex, lowering your hips, getting below your opponent, and explaining how that was done from my experience, you know, those type of things. If you listen to, like, oh, what's his name? Uh, Nigel McGuinness with WWE, with the NXT UK and NXT and stuff. I think not. And, I, look, I respect him when he was a worker, and I, and I got to know him a little bit when I was in TNA with him. But I got to tell you, he definitely listens to listens to a lot of t- he listened to a lot of my stuff, I think. He, he's, yeah, he's uh, he's borrowing a lot of stuff. But it happens to JR, too, man. It happens. It happens when you when you have some good lines out there. People take them. One day I'm going to read a list of uh, lines. I got to put myself over. I got to toot my own horn because fuck it. Toot, toot. No one else is going to do it. The WWE's not going to acknowledge it. So I got to do it. So anyway, last one. Uh, Janky01, uh, what do you think about MLW wrestler Hammerstone? Oh, love him. He's great. If you haven't seen Hammerstone, go take a look. This kid is just money. Um, amazing look, great physique, big, strong kid. His face is very uh, kind of a uh, looks. He's a cross face. His face is kind of like a mix of a young Shane, franchise Shane Douglas, young Chris Jericho kind of feel. Bigger though, bigger and thicker, and more muscular than those guys, and just he can go, man. I know he was just doing a tour over in Japan, so hopefully it went well for him. And MLW's got themselves a keeper in this kid Hammerstone. He's just one of the many uh, really good good talents they have there at MLW. No, I'm a big fan of his, uh, definitely, and I got to watch his work even a little closer. Uh, soon here So uh, no nah, Big fan of his work For sure Listen guys I appreciate everybody Who downloaded this episode You know Of the Taz show This Taz Hall I love you Much love as they say Much love And um, you know what Subscribe If you're not subscribing Just subscribe to the show Spread the word Give me a rating Put me over Go on iTunes Apple Podcast Put me over on this This guy's great It's unbelievable This is free Push or nothing Just you know Just do something already You know Do something for me I don't ask you for shit You know what I'm saying all right, and go to Pro Wrestling Tees, buy a hat, buy a t-shirt, you get it. All right, I'm Taz, you're not out of here.
back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten. Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love. Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts. And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same, cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up. I wanna go back to days with no grades. We ordered.